0: Two dead, two in hospital, and Koskov probably back in Moscow if not dead by now. We're
1: the laughingstock of the intelligence community. Our first major coup in years snatched from right under our noses by the KGB only hours after he
2: defected.
0: No trace of him. Nothing. And there's this Pushkin matter. We have to nip Schmidt's in the bud. Pushkin should be in ten In two days' time, a termination warrant has been issued for him. Uh, this uh, plot to kill agent sounds rather far-fetched, sir. Our paths have crossed over the years. He's tough and resourceful, but I can't believe he's a psychotic. This arrived at Gibraltar. It was found near W4's body. Your name is on Pushkin's list too, 007. Do you expect me to talk?
3: Twenty-four. Oh, do you expect us to talk? I'm um, your lovely host. Well, not so lovely, Rebecca. Oh, you're me? very
0: lovely. Don't, okay. don't,
1: don't, don't, don't downgrade yourself.
0: Yes, and we're your hunky co hosts That was my
1: complimenting <laughs> <host laughs> ourselves tonight, aren't we? Okay? <laughs> 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 yeah, why the fuck not? Sorry. Oh, sure. We can do what the fuck we want.
3: This is it. Anyway, it's Dalton, baby. Are You excited? Fuck Dalton, yeah. baby. I'm <sighs> no.
1: Dalton.
3: Um. Anyway, in case you didn't notice. We've sadly left the Moore era, and ushered in a new era of Bond with Tim Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, we've uh,
0: actually got someone you can uh, act, you know, act and, <laughs> <laughs> and do action
1: and uh, and do all
3: the things that you hoped and more.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you may get me like I'm, I'm. Spoiler: I'm going to be really, really, really praising this film. <laughs> well,
3: good. I should hope so too. Yeah, I think we're all going to be. I mean, I know you guys do love. Um to nice so to cool but I, this film I, I just love it
0: to bits spoiler alert Becca that's spoiler alert nice spoiler alert yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, people I, don't know we like it
2: <gasps>
0: well
1: you know let's face it we do
0: <laughs> okay so here's his debut
1: <laughs> yes the debut of uh, Sir Timothy Dalton I don't think he's a sir but he should be he should, he should be should. a sir but, yes. uh, yeah definitely but um,
3: come on Majesty so... if you're listening Yes. Like Tim yes,
0: because not only does Roger Moore listen to this show, apparently the Queen does now as well, and Samuel L. Jackson. She might do. Do you think they're all together listening to
1: this? I fucking hope so.
0: Samuel L. Jackson, the Queen, and Roger Moore are hanging out listening to our it's show. It's like
1: they all get together, like oh, get every week, Gather round. Yeah. Molly Groves. <laughs> Uh, so um should we should we crack on talk about um one of the, the best Bond films the series ever produced? Yeah.
3: <laughs> right, shall, shall I do well one actually one?
1: that's that's a quite a bold statement actually really. one, one of the better films that the that the Bond series has produced. Um Dave, what uh, do you want to go first?
0: Uh yeah, alright, I'm happy to go first. Uh this is I would say since Honour Majesty's Secret Service Between that and this film, I think we've only had one Bond film. For me, that's anywhere near the top ten, and that was for your eyes only. And finally, here we are, 18 years after, On Majesty's Secret Service, we've got a film that is unquestionably going to be in my top ten. This is a Bond film that, as much as you talk about uh, Dalton as the literary Bond, I'm not so sure about that, because I think he's way too nice to be the literary Bond. But certainly the story, the locations... Uh, and the way everything unfolds, Ian Fleming would recognise this. He would recognise this as his as his world, his creation. And it's been a very long time, apart from maybe parts of For Your Eyes Only, that we've had anything like this. So highest of high praise for all but maybe the last half an hour of this film. But for th- certainly three quarters of its running time, it's up there with A From Russia With Love. I think it's terrific.
1: Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, like, I think when people think of Living uh, Darts*, they think of solid. It's a it's a solid bomb film. Um, yeah. but There's a reason for that. Uh, I, it, yeah,
0: that reason is it's solid.
1: Well, <laughs> well, no, the reason is it doesn't really put a foot wrong. It kind of does what it does. It kind of does what you want a bomb film to do, and it does it very well. Uh, and I, if anything, I'd say it's it's for me, it's better than that because it is it it just does it really really well. It's, I mean I think it's only down point is that it's not um, it doesn't do anything particularly special which I think is the reason why it's kind of regarded as like kind of like middling as as it is for in, in terms of like most people's eyes but for me I, I think it's like I'm, I'm with you it's it's top 10 it's not top five quite because there are quite a few high contenders but uh, it, it'll be definitely be my top 10 I I I I really, I adored watching this but again, and I think it's like it was one of those times where you watch a film and you realise I actually fucking really love this film. <laughs> yeah, like, you know I've always liked Living Daylights, but I've always supported Dalton, uh, and I've, but I've always shown more love towards uh, Licence. But watching this, I was like, yeah, I'm completely buying everything in this film. I just yeah, I absolutely, absolutely, definitely love it. Becca, what do you think?
3: You love it so hard. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like after I mean, as much as I love Roger, um the kind of the later more films are a bit more kind of a bit silly but fun, which is fair enough. But um yeah, Davey mentioned the Fleming novels. Obviously this um the title of it was taken from the last Fleming novels, which is really, really good. Um But yeah, it just you just pretty much said everything that I want to say in a nutshell really. It's just it's pretty much I was watching this earlier today and it's pretty much the um one of the most perfect Bond movies, I think, because you've got you've got everything. Um, you've got new Bond, and his persona is immediately established within the first, well, like, three to five minutes. The um, locations are amazing. Miriam DeBoe, brilliant actress, and just yeah, I think it's well for me, it's the best. Well, <laughs> Tim, only made two Bond movies, but it's for me, it's the number one, and it's probably i will say top top ten, if not top five. But um, that changes all the time. But yeah, it's my favorite of of of, Dal- of Dalton's. Sure.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, for me, it gets a lot right. I think it's got a, it's got like it's it's got your very stereotypical gumball, which I think is just ha- it's it's it's, it's for me. It's like it's my go-to gumball. I mean, license is a bit special because it's very dramatic and very like intense. So, I'll, I'll, so I'll, I so I kind of I like. Yes,
0: he runs out naked and rapes the camera, <gasps> <gasps> and then blood trickles down. <laughs> and then Blood trickles down from his cock.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, but in, in terms of like. it's the just it's
3: got a 15 certificate <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. largely it's quite tame after that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but. Well, uh... It's so incongruous when it goes on to Felix getting married and looking all <laughs> You've just raped a
1: camera <laughs> Alert, that's next week's show. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. But yeah, the gun barrel is just really good. Uh, the, uh, I th- the I think it's one of the better opening sequences. Um, and then it, then it follows, it just continues on with the uh the the so called attempted assassination um sort of escape uh type uh thing <laughs> <laughs> but it it just continues i think it's just like it's got a really good pace it rattles on it's got uh quite memorable villains maybe not Whitker so much but uh in terms of it has got a good henchman i think uh i think uh, is it uh i would say yrgi is it or oh Koskov. You're yeah Koskov. yeah i was thinking yeah
3: is, it, is he a villain or is he more a henchman or?
1: Well, he he is a villain.
3: He split but, between the
1: two. I mean, be more. Is it Nick Cross or Nick Cross
3: is probably more the henchman, I guess.
1: Yeah, but I think he's he's really memorable, um, Nick Cross, and I I think I like the take. I like how this actually has a plot. It actually it, it feels something like that feels a bit more real world rather than like compared to something like Roger Moore would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it feels something that like oh right well that's kind of believable. That that's that's lo- that's a lot more espionage esque. It's of grounded plot. more of
3: the politics of the time, isn't it? I mean, obviously, yeah. um, obviously now it's like two years before the Berlin Wall came down, so there we are. But um, yeah, it's kind of because you've got like Bond meeting up with the Mujahideen, slightly controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, but yeah, it's kind of re- rooted in real world. Po- I can't even say it. Real world politics.
1: Yeah, and it's just got a really nice sort of bit of uh, you know a bit of like oh. Like who to trust? What's going on? People lying. People like sort of be you know being shady and you know turn good, we'll good secrets. A pot, yeah. Hasn't... So I, it's
3: and it...
0: finally a bond you think could fucking kill you.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's terrifying, isn't he? Literally, if you... he's
0: just all business.
3: Yeah, he ain't missing around?
1: It's yeah. Well, it's just from, from the get go. It's like you 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 actually see like whenever there's a bit of action, you clearly see it's it's Tim. You know, it is Tim hanging off. The, it is for regard. the most part. Off that car, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. He, yeah, exactly. He he made he made a point to do as much of the actual stun work that he could, was allowed to do. So yeah, that's amazing. So it's like you he, he because obviously he's a proper thespian actor, and I think he just like he wants to just immerse himself in it as much as he can. So anything anything like remotely that he was allowed to do, he was like, yeah, I want to do it. So and I think Too it, right. really, it right. really really does help, like when, when it comes to. Directing action, you know, the action star must kind of be involved as much as possible. Yeah, it, re- it really does help to when it comes to shooting it, um, and I think that helps it a lot as well. And the score is great, I think.
3: I love the score for this film. I love, love, love it.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's kind of odd. It's, it's the bomb film that has kind of like three songs.
3: It does, yeah. Cause you, you've got like the main theme, you got the and then the two Pretenders songs, yeah, all, haven't yeah. you? So if there was a man, and where's everybody gone?
1: Yeah, and both...
3: and both both of those seemed are uh, kind of weaved really well into like the you know incidental music of the film as well. Yeah, to get themes coming
1: through. It, it's, it both really really suits. I, mean, I think it, it was the right call to have the Aha song as the lead song to go into. But, yeah, but obviously like the the pretender still plays a, little, a lot more in the film generally
3: because John
0: Barry and Aha heated each other.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. But it's a great track that you know they produced so.
1: Yeah, and then it's the last one Barry did
0: as well. Sadly, last one. Mm, yeah, yeah last
3: very sad one. times. Yeah,
1: but he, yeah, okay. He's in
0: it as well. You do actually see him in this film. He's conducting the orchestra. Oh. Yes,
3: yeah, so mention that later on. But yeah, keep you know keep your eyes peeled.
0: Don't, don't peel your eyes. Yeah, at the end, don't peel your eyes, please. Well, no, don't
3: don't actually peel your eyes, people. That's just,
0: That's just pointless. It wouldn't do anything for your eyes.
3: No, you wouldn't be able to see. But
0: <laughs> okay,
3: keep a lookout for Barry towards the end of the film, and you'll see him conduct.
1: So, uh, <clears throat> what do we, what do we think of the the lead Bond girl?
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: okay So is this, is this like the, uh, the weak point for you
0: guys and the... It's not actually that for me She's not actually bad at all She's just not that good I mean they, they have a reasonable amount of chemistry um, She's not She's a little bit damselly. He is very caring towards her Which I think is another thing that brings out Echoes of For Your Eyes Only for me Um She's fine. She's she's not down there with a good night or anything like that. She's not up there with a Vespa or Tracy quite clearly. And I do prefer the chemistry he has with Pam next week. Uh, but she's fine. I mean, she's not that bad at all. She's you know according to taste, she's relatively attractive. She's fine.
3: It's interesting you compare her to Pam Beavio. Um I think we like with yeah with Cara obviously one's kind of very obviously looking after her and kind of very much because she's mixed up in you know in, in the plot. Um cat I mean, was obviously very beautiful, very skilled musician. But it's just yeah, she doesn't really do a great deal and she's quite gullible. Um and she's you know, she fed she believes all these lies that you has fed her and you just think, oh, really? But I think yeah. I, I do quite rate um, Ronda Bo as well. So I think was it two thousand and eight? I'm gonna have to look this up and double check. Um but she did the Is it Bond Girls or Forever?
0: Um, oh no, she, that was years before, it was about two thousand oh, oh
3: nice one. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah she yeah, I've she seen the that. show
0: you're on about though. She does go yeah. and interview um uh, Carrie Lowell and others.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think that's amazing. She got kind of, you know, brings all these, you know, three past um, Bond actresses together. And it's, if you, yeah, if you haven't seen the documentary, seek it out. It's, it's no, really no, good. I have not seen this. I've got really that. interesting. Yeah,
1: so.
0: it, I it, it. it does. It feels like exactly what it is. Really, like a DVD extra, but,
2: but it's a celebration of. It's not, of it's of not as
0: cheesy as it could be. No, and it's they just, do have a proper conversation about. Yeah, she brings
3: real integrity to it.
0: Yeah, not bad at all.
3: Yes, it's like for Beauty and the it, but apart from that. Mm.
0: I got a feeling it I got a feeling it may have been an extra on the die another day DVD. I think it might have been. Back in the day.
3: Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's all the 2002.
1: yeah. Well I'll I'll seek it out if I can find it in one the, of on the, the extras. But so, um
0: I think yeah. it's time we enjoyed this film sequentially.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that,
3: Dave, wow, I can't resist.
0: Well, Chris just, you know, gets ahead of himself and fires off too soon. When yeah, it
1: to, well, it comes to Dalton, yeah,
0: when it comes to Dalton, yeah, we can't machine ourselves.
1: Yeah. So, like, um, before we, so to- before we run down, like, basically talk through the film essentially. Uh, what? How well did? This, how well did the uh, debut of Dalton do, Dave? Do did, did, did you know? Uh,
0: it did more or less. Uh, as I say, I'll get more into money next week. In that, I, I literally haven't. Delved into it uh, too heavily tonight, but I know it took in the 180s, which is, to put it in context, more or less, octopusy money.
1: Yeah. So, like, yeah. Oh, okay, you saw it, it's
0: like... Yeah, but you've got to remember, A View to a Kill was quite a drop, A View to a Kill did in the low 150s. Yeah. So, it's a significant bump over what's come before, uh, but... What I don't know, and I I do know when it comes to Licensed to Killers, what its U.S. box office was like, because as we were discussing last week with Mark O'Connell, he was never really taken to the heart of the American public, if if indeed he was anywhere. Mm. Um, He did fine. I say he did octopussy money, really, more or less, you know, in the 180s. Um, But, you know, we are four, four years on. It, it did fine. It did fine. I think that's that's all you can say. But we're only a couple of years away from Batman, which did four hundred odd million. So this this series has been stagnating for a while, but it's mm-hmm. a solid enough debut.
1: Yeah, I, I can I can kind of see that. I, yeah, it's it's. I think by this time, like Bond's been going on that long. That people, it's kind of had its hardcore fans. It's had its like. It's people yeah, yeah, I think Bond the other film. thing
0: you've got to remember, we talked about this last week, that uh, t- Roger Moore, more than probably most Bonds, I'd be interested to see what happens after Daniel Craig, but he changed the perception of what James Bond should be. He'd been Bond a very, very long time. They were very safe films. And very sort of cheeky, you know, a couple of steps mm. above carry-on humour. Mm. And a lot of the reviews of Dalton, whilst respectful, were he brings no humour, where's the quips? And I remember myself, the very first time I saw the film, he was stood at that country house where they take Koskov after, after he defects. Mm. No, actually, I think it's back in Em's office afterwards, when Koskov is taken back. Yeah, so he's got to go and get Pushkin. So like
2: from and, and Jones, and,
0: and he seems to struggle with that as a as a as an order, mm. and he looks like a bit pained and tortured by it. And I remember seeing that at the time, even at, even at ten, and thinking that's not James Bond. Well, there's no reason that isn't James Bond. It just wasn't Roger Moore's James yeah. Bond, and I think it was quite jarring for audiences in 1987.
1: Probably, I mean, like I can I can see it. But now I mean it, that kind of reaction I love. It's like he's he's figure he's figuring it out, you can you can actually see him thinking and like he, he, even when like um uh, Koskov is like spinning them shit about Pushkin and that you kind of like see as like Bond leaves. He's kind of like almost rolling his eyes, my himself, thinking, "I smell bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like <he laughs> it. Yeah, it's like mm, yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, there's
0: times times gone by, and you know, there's a little bit of a renaissance on the books. You know, at various times in between here and then, you've had Daniel Craig since. You know, this has all been a bit reappraised since, but th- this is not what the public expected from mm. James Bond. I Back think it 10. was
1: yeah it was probably just like the wrong time and the it, I think it was natural to go this way and I think it's just a shame that we couldn't had another, like another one or two out out of uh, Dalton to see us through to the like the mid nineties because even, even even though they probably wouldn't have made like like huge amounts of money just like just like an honest okay amount you know just to kind of like keep the franchise going and so we have. That legacy, almost, but it's yeah, it's it is it is what it is at the end of the day. But well, they're getting ready
3: to release another film. I think was it 1991 or 1992? Obviously, that 1991, I believe. Yeah, 1991. Yeah. They, they had everything all geared up for production.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I mean, as I said, we. We'll, 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 I'm we'll quite happy together. to chat about it now, but obviously there'll be more detail. I think when we do Golden Eye, I think with with License yeah. to Kill, we'll talk about reaction to it, but obviously. Uh, Goldeneye is more relevant to like wh- where did it go for years? Why when it comes back is it sort of Pierce Brosnan, Judy Danch and everything else? But at this point, things are okay. This is this mm. is a decent, solid release, relatively well received, but just a little bit of a mumble of he's a bit serious, isn't
2: he? <laughs> that's probably
3: like my my one criticism of of Tim. Um, he is quite 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 very dour and. Yeah there aren't there aren't so many quips. Um there's a couple of mem- good memorable lines. But yeah you, know, you kind of lost that sense of fun, I guess, from more it, in, in the later things,
1: So I remember people saying that about Casino Royale. Like when when that when that came out and it's like yeah it it's good but it's a bit serious. It's like it's miss it's it's missing like humor though, isn't it? It's like well
3: Yeah, yeah that was yeah, that was when I mean, Casino Royale came out they were like, well, you know, Bond's lost his funny bone. So
0: yeah. yeah, why can't it be really funny like *Die Another Day*? <laughs> oh, <fine>. Uh course. Yeah. <laughs> I should
3: save my vitriol. But
1: for I, I'll be honest. I think Tim handles like humor quite well. I think it's just it's just not the Roger Moore humor. It's not. It's it, more dry, isn't it? it? Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's just it's just different. I mean, it's I mean it's not his forte. It's not not saying he's like all the best at it, but he. He's fine, you know, for his take. I don't think he's like whenever he cracks a joke. He's like, "Well, that's fucking awful," you know. It's it's Mm -hmm. it's fine. He sells it. It's just you know, it's just.
0: It's what do you? Yeah, but it's what do you expect from the character? And as I say, because of Roger Moore, it was like quippy. Well, some of the early Connery films weren't that quippy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really happy for the change. I'm really happy for the change, but I think time has made me happier for the change than I would have been 30 years ago.
1: And with that note, let's go... enjoy the film the yes. Sequentially, don't you yes. know? So, um, right, so after the, uh, one of the, the best gun bowels, uh we get one of the best uh, opening credit sequences, I think. Best, pretty cool, uh, like I think this? it's the best pre title Bond, sequence, I mean.
0: I think it's the best uh, new Bond entry since Doctor No.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with
3: that, I think. you got the um, double A's on a training mission up the Rock of Gibraltar
0: to be fair i say since dr no what i'm basically saying there is it's better than my name is bond and better than <laughs> can i make you a coffee and take eight minutes over it <laughs> um, so and competition's not great but we do know immediately he means business
3: <laughs> george is quite good my name's bond oh really <laughs> i'm going to fight
1: you in a friendly chat <laughs> Yeah. hello Bond, James Bond uh, yeah. no, <laughs> I mean it, it does what it does, I, 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 I watched the opening scene so I think that is kind of like perfect exactly how you want it, that's exactly how you want like the opening sequence of a new Bond to, to be and Dalton looks the part, it's, it's got a good action scene, it, you know it's it it adds to the plot of the film it's like it's, well,
3: yeah it goes back to basics with the Bond yeah. movie it's kind of like it's um, obviously with the pre-title sequence sometimes they could be related to the main story or sometimes they could yeah. be a film, film within the film and this is pretty much that you know its own separate mission it's not related to well vaguely thinly related with the schmidt uh,
2: it's no not it's beyond
3: them link obviously changed. but it's kind of like you know just on training mission so it's kind of like in and of itself as well
2: yeah.
3: Mm. um but yeah it's kind of you, you it's, it's a good you, way, you, way you to introduce it's oh, to
1: sorry. Introduce, sorry it's a good way to introduce death to spy as well like yeah. Throwing it in, you know, it's like. It's later on.
0: Well, it would be, it's, if you're going to watch them on a training mission, I'd rather that than when they learn their quiche recipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because presumably, I mean, Roger cooked a world class quiche there. <laughs> that must have been part of his basic training.
1: We see the most English guy getting like, oh!
0: Oh I've been <laughs> shot. Oof.
1: Oof. It takes a real Welshman. Yeah. <laughs> bit of, you know, to do A <laughs> bit, bit
0: of a tribute there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like <laughs> Oh Um Yeah, it's like the you know, most English upper class guy in the world. Uh <laughs> like, hold on, mate, you're dead. Uh <laughs> Hold on, mate, you're dead
3: in
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 a really good um I also I got a feeling that um Robert Brown's M really seems to kind of come through as I d- I don't know what, what by the time Dalton is seen, it, his end kind of works more. I, d- I don't know how you guys feel. But... Yeah, on that
3: same kind of level, aren't they? Because I think oh, I'm not sure. Um, like age-wise, I'm not sure how how old Tim Dalton was when he took on the role. But there's kind of more of a
0: 43 on Dalton.
3: Yeah, I think it's kind of, that's pretty like the standard sort of age, just like with with Sean because he was like younger. So, um, there was more kind of like an old man, like almost like grandfatherly kind of like approach. Um, with Bernard, but yeah, yeah. I think definitely that. Yeah, I kind of feel the relationship more between. Yeah, Robert Brown and, and Dalton as well.
1: I just think the performance is I think you think there's better performance when he's with Dalton and it, it, it just I don't know, there's a bit more characterization as well. I think it just kinda of works more, uh, and, and I, I like I like the kind of oh crappy the papers flying everywhere <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can get yeah, you get more of a sense of it, don't you I think.
1: Yeah. Uh you know, and also you when he gets pissed off when he like disobeys orders every time because um, <laughs> he, he literally you know, in both his films Dalton does disobey every order, every mission he's given well, pretty much yeah it's
3: like right on go and do this and like, like oh, screw this I'm gonna go off on my own vendetta
1: yeah and, like, you have and it's like you know it's like yeah like, assassinate this guy um okay yeah
2: right it's
3: like the scene with him and Saunders are in the car It's like well if he fires me I'll thank him for it you know mm. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with you, Chris. Dave, what do you think?
0: Well, I, on, I really y- don't. Like M, we're, we're Never done. have. Don't like this M at all. No. No, no. It's it's not it's not ruinous to the film in any way. It's fine, but he is comfortably my least favorite of the three M's. Fair enough. Yeah. Four M's. So, you know, yeah, it he's it, fine. You know, but again, you got you know uh, the minister there, turncoat bastard. Yeah. Minister. <laughs> Now reveling in all the Tory wins because he's a lifelong conservative, right? <laughs> and he's going where? The, where he's
3: are just the... in his job regardless of who's in power.
0: Ah, uh, no, it, uh, no reshuffle. No reshuffle. You don't just, you know. Bitty Maggie, getting on. Jesus. He's not. He's not there discussing like math or whatever it was at the time. And, no.
3: Like eighty-seven. Would uh, no.
0: He's been minister now for about ten years at the same department. You know, so he's got to be only vaguely competent. He doesn't require. He doesn't get promotion or reshuffle. Well, but
1: uh, um, I, it, I, all he seems to do is moan while sitting down.
3: Resolution. He does pretty much. Yeah, I, I think nice he's, suit.
0: you know he's been what he goggles obviously his hero. Um, but yeah, the pre-title's really good. There's some oh, good action in That's it. great. Um, it's got a little bit of uh, spe- speeding up in it for the last time in this series as the the, the car sort of goes over the hill. Um, but it's yeah, it, it's just you you know you've got a man of action. You've got a no, a man, you know you've got a man who can do the action. You know immediately it looks like you've got a Cold War plot. And I'm really impressed with it. it. It's a shame it goes into such a fucking awful title sequence.
3: Oh, not a fan of our heart then.
0: Um, I'm not that in love with the song. I don't hate it. I just think this is absolutely bargain basement Maury Spinder. Uh, you know that the end with the martini glass and everything. It just. <laughs> I, think I said it, 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 it just like, like I think I said it last week. You expected it to come up with sponsored by Sun Bingo, or the <laughs> Daily Star. I it, it is a looks bit odd. Really tacky.
1: It is a bit odd to end on. It's like Logan okay. I mean, yeah, it's pretty by the numbers again. I mean, there is. I mean, I do like the song again, so that I think that helps it along. I like. I think the one bit I do actually like is when the vocals kick in with that with a with a drum. We kind of like see like a smoking gun with eyes come up. I really like that that kind of image. That goes well. That goes well in time with the song, but. Um, that's about it. <laughs> so i mean i mean I'd, I don't dislike it in any way, it's just like yeah it's it's fine, but
0: um it's just they they're all looking a bit the same. they manage to look a yeah. bit cheaper and nastier each time out. I don't know that it's as bad as last week's to be fair i
1: mean i i i I, I do miss like i mean I, it would wouldn't it just be great if they still kept Roger Moore still just. <laughs>
0: Well, so all the way through Casino Royale... <laughs> sir,
1: sir,
0: sir. Not appearing in this film. In his flares. And then, yeah. He stays all the same
3: right. age. He doesn't get older. Is he?
0: Yeah, yeah. He didn't get older in You to a Kill. They used the spy who me. yeah, me. <laughs> he was I a bit know. younger. Yeah. But I... like,
3: again, you know, there's no neon very much, but it's kind of... You've got the 80s, like, aviator glasses and I, I like, I think, I think there's one shot where you see, like, and like a, a gun being fired, but it's it's like a reflection on a woman's body. So it's kind of like um, in it, it credits them from *A Show of Love*, where they're all kind of projected onto a dancing lady. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got lots of like I made some notes on this one. I've got a sort of like you know reflections, water, guns being fired.
1: Um, That's pretty, a, pretty much every single. Bond title so you can she she made she made some
0: notes on *Live and Let Die* and <laughs> <laughs> just got them out again. <laughs> No no, I just to think that that of, you know sometimes
3: they can be related before. to the film, sometimes they're not, and this is just um, it's a mess. <laughs> but there's there's no neon, there's mm-hmm. no 80s redeeming features. So, mm. and then you got the random champagne girl at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is just awful. I just think that <laughs> looks so so naff.
3: She doesn't know what yeah. she's doing. She just kind of laid the top of there with you know, gun in her hand. She's like, mm, I'll just have a light down. Oh.
0: I'll just have a lie down. Well, she's
3: going to, you know, and is going to say, oh, now too. Yeah, do you think you know, ME, do you
0: think, up? I'm wondering if we're going to find out ME is past sexually or something and it was just rife on the sets of these films. Because <laughs> Gogol can't stand up and she's Freddie like, Gray oh, no. likes a nice sit down <laughs> and now she can't stand up either. <laughs> well,
3: she's been swimming around in some champagne, so maybe... To be, can't be, bit, to
0: be did... fair, she's in a martini glass that's uh, full of several gallons.
3: Can't complain, that's
1: it, so... And armed with a gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just not very thinking. good. And I feel awful because Maurice Spinder is one of, is one of the things that makes this series this series. Mm. He really does, but nearly every, but nearly, but maybe every in a bad series, way. Maybe like yeah, well. Well, I mean, he set a template that you are still seeing elements of today.
3: Yeah, so you you know, but I genuinely
0: you... don't just, but in in execution, I don't really like any of them.
3: This seems a bit of a mishmash kind of put together. Some like the previous ones followed the theme. Whereas as they got kind of later and later, they just... You can tell it's maybe last minute, obviously perhaps because they ran out of money or whatever reason. But. Yeah, I
0: mean, Mark said that last week, that they didn't have a lot of money. You know. I, I'm quite happy to accept there might be reasons for it. Yeah, fair enough. And they didn't have the technology now because there's an awful lot of CG in how they do them now and all the rest of it. So maybe I'm, not, I'm not really blaming anybody. I'm just saying the end result is they're not very good, generally.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to argue too much about it. Cause, yeah, You're kind right...
3: We've got, um, I think, with Danny Kleinman, I think we've got some, some much better ones to, to look forward to. Yeah,
1: maybe not so much the last one, but
0: yeah. Well, the song hamstrung Well, the tentacle porn and man talk. Yeah. Oh, tentacle
1: porn. The like, <laughs> goldnail one's quite good. I like that.
0: Um, oh
3: yeah,
1: gold goldnail
3: is good. Motorized is quite good. Goldnail is great. Goldnail oh, brilliant. brilliant. On one follow follow the like... theme, but anyway, let's talk about that next time. So, anyway, so where are we? We are in. We
0: Bratislava. are in Bratislava.
1: Yeah, and this is basically what uh, the short story of Living Dead is. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. It is, pretty
0: it much. Is. Um, Bond stalking and it's a sniper. Really, really good.
3: If, if you can read that short story, excellent. Check it out. I urge you guys. Is
1: it pretty much verbatim for the, the short story? Like obviously up to the point where it, it's just it basically sends a... yeah, it's like
3: bang, yeah. it's bang, we're dead. <laughs> well, no, it's, just, it's basically it's kind of like that Bond tracking a sniper, like in in a nutshell. Well, obviously in a nutshell, but. <laughs> Help, I'm in
1: a nutshell! (laughs) How do I get into this nutshell? If there's a nut this big, this is ridiculous. I'm trying to snipe someone, it's bloody difficult being in this bloody nutshell.
0: (laughs) I wish I'd We apologise for the fact that we evidently enjoyed that way more than you're going to. Anyway, carry on. As soon as it came out, I thought, oh, bloody hell,
3: here it goes again.
0: They're there to aid the defection of a KGB agent to the West. That agent being Yorgi Koskoff, and they're basically going to collect him from outside a, an opera, more or less. Mm.
3: There's a box opera in Vienna. Yeah, well, I say an
0: opera, an orchestra, whatever. And they're looking out for a sniper. And they've just got to protect him while he gets to the, across the street to the safe house, uh, escaping from the bathroom at the theatre. The so bond, bond, bond has got a handler from that station, Saunders. Who's very efficient? Very
3: officious. by the book, isn't
0: he? Very by the book. Uh, turns out not to be he's... such a bad guy in the whole scheme of things, but But he's basically,
1: very... he's basically a rookie, babe. Basically, he's like he's 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 got his ideals, like right, very by the book. But this is essentially, like, he's not experienced in field work at all. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: You get the impression that's more behind a desk, isn't he? He's always section twenty-six, paragraph five. So he's like
1: he's quite pleased himself that he's got to this point. It's like, oh, you know, and he's like, I'm going to prove myself, and he's got uh, obviously Bond, who is. Pretty much experiences you get when it comes to field work. (laughs) And, you know, they they clash, so to speak.
0: Certainly at this stage, because we are certainly sold this is a veteran Bond. Not an elderly Bond, by any means, but he's he's been doing this a while. Um, And, yeah, he's there to basically protect Koskoff. And I can really only see Dalton and Craig of all the Bonds playing this scene.
1: Hmm. Not Connery?
0: Maybe. I Early mean I don't, I, I don't know I don't know. I'm not saying they couldn't do it, but I certainly can't see Roger Moore doing this. I really no. can It requires a certain seriousness that just yeah. But it's it's just a really good scene and of course Kara Milovi, but she is the sniper at the window.
3: I was quite surprised that it turns out to be a woman
1: and
0: someone
1: oh, is Yeah a woman. A woman Yes one Um yeah, well, it adds, adds to the intrigue as well. Again, it's like, what I like about this film, it's it's Bond thinking for himself, like, thinking, mm, this doesn't seem right. Because normally Bond is like, yeah, I'd shoot any old KGB sniper, I don't care. You know, he has no qualms about killing anyone. Um, but obviously
0: he kind of smells like... Do you reckon he would have shot her this, if she'd been, been a right. oh. <laughs> I do imagine much of it is like, oh, he's a bit fit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I reckon that's probably it, but uh, but but in in the, in the sense of the story, he senses like no, she's not professional, so
0: there's a way she's holding nah, the he, gun. He, he, he well. tells
1: that's not quite yeah. right. Yeah, <clears throat> it's like yeah, she's not like so. He kind of cheekily shoots her shoots the gun itself rather in kind of about killing her, which of course pissing off Saunders like you were
3: you missed deliberately. You
0: um, kill professionals and people who yeah. aren't fit.
3: <laughs> and if they're beautiful blondes
0: Yes So they get Yorgi into the safe house And they transport him to the west Through, what is that, a gas main?
1: yes, yeah, it's, it's the gas pipeline Isn't it? Well, well he seems to have already set up Seeing that he was supposed to have, to have <laughs> Nothing to do with this whatsoever But he's like, he literally went like well, Okay, well, where wait, you first hanging? Place in, in the boot <laughs> Fucking stupid. What are you thought? Yeah, <laughs> right, fine, we'll do this instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's some sort of, like, gas sort of... The trans Piping kind find. of thing. It's, like, it's, it's kind of very new, but um, it was well, very new, like, sort of they put him in. because obviously, like, so how many <laughs> times... You this <laughs> you're the first. And, which, again, I think that's another bit of humour in 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 Dalton. And he sells it. He's, he's fine. You know, it's also got Yogi there being, like... Uh, plain playing playing like plain, plain, yeah <laughs> like a nervous I, like um,
0: buy it. I mean I don't immediately I, know he's a turncoat. You suspect
1: You think you suspect he's probably just a bit like wimpy. Yeah,
0: absolutely. But it's a really well done scene and it just it just seeps of cold war. It's really yeah, it's really, it's it's really great. I love it.
3: Film,
0: doesn't it. Uh the only slight misstep, mm. um well, it's not so much even that, although it's really carry on. It's the look on the bloke's face when he when he gets momentary <laughs> relief from her cleavage. I mean, basically, in this, the moment a woman comes near you with her cleavage, you act like you've never been as intoxicated in your life. <laughs> Which you know, all right, it might be true, but <laughs>
1: I mean, like, I, I imagine someone holding like that, like that job. I think you probably would like. Um, I sorry, I would have to take notes. All that red flashing lights. <laughs> it, I, 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 I'm enjoying having my face in your boobs, but I think we need to. Yeah, take note of this. because at this point, yeah.
0: it doesn't look like it doesn't look like it's going to be. This sensitive, either. <laughs> I mean, is he is he thinking? Well, I've only got 14 seconds to enjoy these. <laughs> it's a bit I time you.
1: It, it just, it just like he's so yeah. lost in her, t- in her tears. basically like tits. red the lights. I, I didn't see any red, red lights. <laughs> but I like the payoff line. I was just God, like... The think, oh, yeah. yeah, and he
0: goes, which is a really, really funny line. Yeah. But yeah, it's <laughs> just like, <laughs> and just like this, I've just taken with yeah. this whole timing thing. <laughs> after she, after like thirteen, fourteen seconds, yeah. she's like, "Well, we're not done." But the watch never lies.
3: <laughs> were you counting, Dave? You were there with your stopwatch, right?
0: Uh. Yeah, that's, I... that's
3: what you were doing.
0: Oh, honest. But yeah, so it's so that's a, bit, a little bit of a misstep in it, but it's all pretty minor. And Tim plays it really, really well. And I just think, like, already, you know, certainly as you look at it in 2016, you know, you you, you had a pretty special Bond, and Bond film already.
1: Well, yeah, a cue pops well, up and, like, later in the, and, and, the, and Yogi goes in the in the jet, but. Oh was, it, oh, was it, oh, was it in the office um, trying to figure out? Yeah, the, it, I was uh, trying to figure out, because obviously you get like,
3: um, as well as a new Bond, we have a new money Penny I met her once really randomly at a signing. She was lovely, and that's pretty much all. I asked. It's not that
0: randomly if you're at a Bond
3: signing. <laughs> no, it's literally, she was like, oh, hello.
0: I mean, if you met her in Sainsbury's, <laughs> I might go, yeah, that's a bit random. <laughs> you went to a Bond signing. my God, there was a Bond out there.
3: <laughs> well, no, it's just one of those things where it's kind of like a meet and greet, but it was.
1: It was quite busy, so it was. Um...
0: Did she offer you the chance to go and listen to a band? You might Barry your No, no, she just
1: well didn't. <laughs> that line is cringy as fuck. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if it was. No, Barry Manilow was like late
0: like, 70s,
1: like, wasn't he? he was probably
0: he? very
1: huge in the 80s, I imagine. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, the thing is, though, they seem to be playing for it as a joke, as, they, as if they know that it's quite. No, uncool, it takes the film horribly. But it's like, it's, yeah, but it's not that. But it's just, yeah, but it's just not that funny anyway. I mean, even if you watch
0: it back then, it's like, it still seems like a naff joke. She doesn't, Uh, I mean, she's had to follow Lois Maxwell, and we were quite tough on Lois Maxwell in the last few weeks without really meaning to be, but obviously she was in the role too long, but she had plenty, she had bags of personality, and this one doesn't, and Samantha Bond, who follows this, does, so she's kind of a bit of a weak link.
3: Yeah, you know, we, we didn't really spend enough time with her, to be honest. I mean, we don't
0: can... get a lot of her. No, that's true. No,
3: to, to be yeah. fair. So whereas like Samantha Bond's more more involved, is not she? She's kind of more like in the field and on the ground, and she gets better
1: lines as
0: well. Yeah, she's more on the field and on the ground and uh, over I'll, the I'll... desk. over and... <laughs> 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 the desk.
1: at die another day, but we'll get there. We'll get
0: there.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but she gets better dialogue to say. It's like here, here, she's really well served. And like, and when it comes to life that she's like in one throwaway scene. You know, like. Yeah, so yeah, so it's, it's it's she's kind of hard done by in that sense, but um, so who knows? She might have been better. If she had she been given mm. something better, better to do in the films. But hey, here we are. She looks she yeah, quite appropriate. So, oh wait, the same age? I don't know. know. But yeah, then
3: <laughs> to is it the blade and safe house?
0: Yeah, I like this. I like this setting. I like. I just like everything yeah. about this. I I really do. I just think this is how you would imagine as complete layman with no experience of any of this stuff, this is imagine how, how I imagine it would happen. You would get somewhere quiet and secluded for a debrief and f- find out what you can.
3: If everyone wants go there, you can go to Stoner House in Oxfordshire. So I've never been there, but it looks quite nice.
0: Yeah, really I, I sort of looked
3: it up, I was
1: like,
0: oh, where is it? Yeah. Be, be yeah, who, who have Walkmans there, with one song on it? <laughs>
3: Pretenders on, on loop. <laughs> he's got Where Has Everybody
0: Gone by the Pretenders playing on a loop, which is kind of effective because you kind of hear like an echo of it and you know he's around. You
3: think, oh dear, here he comes. But the
0: fact right. is, he's got a Walkman with one song on a loop. And
3: he's got his 80s earphones, obviously,
0: which leak sound. <laughs> yeah. He just
1: really likes that
0: song. Uh,
3: song? Would it have been as, but...
0: you know, would it have had the same effect if it had been like Green Door by Shaking Stevens? not really
3: <laughs> shaky good old shaky
1: <laughs> but, but I, I, again this i think it's a really strong introduction to the uh, film's main henchman it really it because he's it's like a, he's like a master of disguise um i mean and
3: he does all these accents and uh, yeah he's like
1: I, I i know the accents are overdubbed yeah. but it's so effective it's like he's like oh fucking hell he's like he he's really good he's and a definite whiff of red. Yeah, grant. He takes,
3: he... Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's within that red grant mould, isn't he?
0: So. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's all really, really yeah. terrific. And you're not quite sure what to believe at the moment uh, to start with. Are they just trying to bust him out to get him back? Are they? Is he in on this? We don't know what's going on. And Necros is brutal.
2: Oh
3: yeah, you don't want to cross him in a, a dark alley or at all yeah. for that And one. the
0: other thing that's very red grant about him is he's quite fond of garroting.
3: With headphone wires, yeah, they're lethal.
0: Yeah, and uh, explosive bottles of milk.
3: <laughs> that's quite a memorable gadget, isn't it? I
0: think that is quite a memorable <laughs> gadget because he searched for weapons, isn't he? And of course, he uses his headphones he is, and yeah, explosive got... milk. Yeah. I
3: would say, like for a safe house, they're not very safe, obviously, because this one man can unleash a whole lot of damage on them. So,
0: I'm more concerned for the farmers who got to milk that cow. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that's quite dangerous. Don't bring that <laughs> you know, you can
1: Get
0: your face blown off, <laughs>
1: oh milk! <laughs> like oh smack yeah but i can kind of see because like you obviously you know the security the way 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 it is it, like it's pretty believable you know take take out like a milkman just like like that he's like oh he's sick uh so he gets yeah, searched and it's like well i've got nothing on me and then uh it's like and you think well it's just only go around the back to to deliver him some milk and you know, he breaks in that way you know so it's and it it's takes away, it takes away um,
0: and, uh, some of the obstacles, because he doesn't actually break in. He walks into the kitchen and chats amiably to the bloke he's about to kill. Yeah. <laughs>
3: mm. Mm. That, um, yeah, that kitchen fight is
1: pretty brutal, isn't it?
0: I think the kitchen fight's yeah. outstanding.
1: Uh, what, what I really like about it is actually it's it comes from nowhere, from like the the buckler it's <laughs> just like but he's actually re- he actually gives yeah he does. a yeah, it really does. fight as well yeah it's it's really well crafted really I mean he d- gets his ass handed to he gives it a go he... <clears throat> yeah but it, but again it, d- it demonstrates that well MI6 aren't a bunch of, bunch of pushovers and it also demonstrates how good Necros is like how good how, you know how effective yeah, so one man can cause all that damage I, you know yeah, other, other than just like sneaking around, like strangling people with. um yeah,
0: absolutely. So, yeah. so we're off to a good start. Koskov has been uh, returned, basically, to the KGB. We don't know too much about it at this stage. I don't believe, do we? Is the, there any are there any reveals at this point that Koskov's in on it? I don't think there is.
2: I
1: think, other than that, that sly look that uh, Tim makes, like kind of like mm, you know, and it's like down to whether your believability of like because obviously from being a wimp, complete other like. Yeah. <laughs> Cake, boss. Good impression. Oh, let's Um It. Oh, oh yeah. Well, he, 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 he just turns into kind of like uh right. you need to kill this guy. He's. he's, you know, he's, he's very, keen for them the to kind story. of yeah. story. can get so it
3: out of the way. So it's like, like okay. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all a bit suspect. Yeah.
1: I think they can kind of smell um, that. Yeah, but think. But things happen too quick anyway. You know, it's like as soon as he says that, then uh, you have this big sequence where he gets busted out. So, you know, you. It's kind of played like as if you don't quite, not quite sure. But obviously, by the next scene, you see Bond, um, like giving his orders, and you can kind of like go from there. The fact that, uh, yeah, there's more to it. Um, Yogi spinning. Yeah, we, do, we don't. We do trust him.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, we don't. So yeah, have we got the order of this right? I thought we ended back with Q after that.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we end up with the Q scene. So it's just where we kind of get the little, you know um bit with him before, and then I think here we get, at the end of this scene with the Blade and safe house we get the cue um, the scene proper as it were. Which uh,
0: I think was Desmond Llewellyn's favourite of his own lines in oh, the entire it? podcast. It's
2: ghetto The way he delivers
0: it with such gusto. He also, Timoth- <laughs> Timothy Dalton was his favourite uh, co-star as Bond.
3: Or should I should hope so, after all the uh, the hassle, writing fake lines and stuff that Roger used to feed him.
0: Well, yeah, I think it might really be that. Sense. Whether he thinks he's the best Bond, I'm not sure. I think he does, but I may have misunderstood that. and It was just, he liked Timothy Dalton. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's a really good scene. And at this point, they're still shooting it the right way. I mean, when we get to Goldeneye, although the Q scene's quite good, it is an absolute textbook example of how not to shoot a scene with an 81-year-old man with a failing memory in.
3: Yeah, you can see he's obviously eating reading idiot boards, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. so it, it's a really good scene. And he finds out, uh, he realises, d- d- doesn't he find out about Kara, doesn't he then? He gets a match on Kara.
3: Yeah, that she was a sniper,
1: for sure.
0: Yeah, and, and not a female wrestler or whatever the other option <laughs> <was, laughs>
3: Yeah, so a wrestler,
0: just...
1: um, a, ch- a child with a tenure yeah. there. I don't know why they bother, like, sort of read the whole thing. Just it's like, like a picture of this really big, punch woman in, in a jumpsuit, just like, yeah, just like, read the whole profile. Like, no, it's no. Not well, her. I'm her. James Bond, and like... she's
0: clearly not fit. It's not her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so he has to then head off to Bratislava. Back to Bratislava, or is it Vienna? Is it Bratislava first to pick her up?
3: Yes, and then they actually managed have... to. The whole cello scene, which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah. So yeah, she gets pretty much she gets picked up. Um, yeah, and kind of Bond infiltrates, well not infiltrates, but like poses as Koskov's friend in Bunny Marks to try and basically get get her away and get more information about it, you know. And we turn out that, I think it's then that yeah then we find out then that his well confirmation that um, his defection was basically fake of put on.
1: Because Yeah, he it's, it's, find out basically he was ordered to kill. Guilt, yeah, he's guilty. Yeah, mean, he's just
0: Dick Koskoff really. really. <laughs> One thing i I I've completely forgotten yeah. now is how did like... she end up with a gun pointing for Koskov? What was it she was supposed to be doing? Was that was she thinking she was there to protect him?
3: No, It was a setup, pretty much.
0: Yes, but what I mean is oh, what yeah. did Kara think she was going to be doing? She obviously she obviously wasn't planning to shoot Koskov, was she?
3: No, that's interesting. Hmm.
0: So was she there to protect him in much the same way as Bond and it was supposed to be like
1: yeah, I would imagine so. Um, it would have been more of like, or maybe just like as a. It would have spun us some lights like sort of like just you just need to basically like look like you're doing something. Yeah. And just get for something. Up. Along yeah. Line,
0: so. I would. You get in a cellist. Yeah. If you work for the KGB, you know plenty <laughs> of uh, really top snipers, some of the best in the world, trained just, by some those cellists, you know. Get your girlfriend in, who's good with a cello. <laughs>
1: But there you go. But there you go, it's probably, it should, it's probably going for someone who wouldn't be, like, that recognisable that, like, suspicious of.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess. Fair enough.
1: I mean, I, I do kind of like the Bond girl in this, uh, though I do kind of, it, it comes along in the time where Bond shags everything by, um, from a 60-year-old perspective, after from Roger Moore. Now it's the time to be kind of like, Bond's a one-woman man. Yeah, this um, is this this is not so much politically correct
0: thick. as as more to do with AIDS than than anything else. It, it's the fact that uh, you, they they uh, John Glenn mentions it in the commentary. You can't just have we had to be cognizant of it and just slow it down a bit. This idea, you know, n- you know, knocking off three four women a film. Um, to be honest, I don't think it particularly hurts the film. Particularly, I suppose we've gone through the Daniel Craig era since where. That sort of thing isn't such a big part of the film. I, I I think we can count the woman on the boat at the end of the pre-title. So he still sleeps with a couple of women. It's not like he's a monk in this.
3: No, I was I was going to say you kind of uh, just go back to the yeah. pre-title sequence. I think that's what's great about it because you kind of get the sense of Bond as you know, as a man of action, but also you've got that womanizing aspect as well. So you've got yeah, a too. The, the romance. Yeah. the romance.
1: I mean it is played a bit more like genuine and sweet even though we kinda know, well, this is isn't another Tracy, this isn't like, no, like you someone who's you know, not being.
0: smart or worldly film, enough like, to be traceable.
3: <laughs> no, that's
1: yeah, the Yeah. No, but what what I mean is it's like you, you don't you don't think for one second that... Stringing her enough, along. But it's just like you yeah, I just kinda like him a bit Yeah. Well it, 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 not in that sense, you do get a sense that he does care for her and you know and wants to look out for her. Um, so th- th- it does play from that angle, but you know it- it's that kind of weird sort of thing where it's it's played kind of like a sweet little romance, but you kind of know. So it's not really going to go that, to
3: anything, is
1: it? it- it's not going to. It's, it's, not it's not gonna a bellible, Yeah. So
0: I have to say, it might be the most one of the most dated gadgets in the entire series. Do you remember those whistly bloody key fobs?
3: It's, it's kind of they- like, is-, is it like the um, sort of like clapper? thing yeah Lots yeah no but,
0: and, yeah. but it was ones you you'd whistle for Especially they they really existed I mean, i'm mean, i not saying they spat out poison gas no but they were like a thing for a few months around yeah, so this time keys. and like most people seem to have one
3: yeah and
0: it's... and it was one of those where they'd have to prove it by finding their keys about eight times the first time you saw it oh no it was like it was just like it was a bit of a gimmick and it's not dated very well it doesn't really you don't see anything like that now that i'm aware of and it's used a little bit cheesily as well.
3: It's like over does so, isn't it? It's like Phillips or whoever it made it said, "Right, okay, let's schedule it this for you, quick. Yeah. Up the hell out of it.
1: I don't know, well, yeah, I suppose you're right. I don't have a problem with it, but then again, I, I watched Living Daylights when, um kind of late, later on, Uh, I think I've, I've watched License to Kill before, I watched Living Daylights, so I think I kind of just like, passed care in the dayliness of it, really. I really yeah, I'm not, sure I'm not that really in story. love with it, it's but just,
0: it's okay, just it's not the end of the world, Um, it's used okay, it's it's when it's used in the very last scene mm-hmm. of the film, I just think, oh that really is really cheesy, yeah, it's, it's used not. okay in its main context, but uh, I do like the Kara stuff, I do like that he's all business, I do like that he's clearly looking around when they're on the tram and things like that, very much like, you know, that's one thing that does feel a little bit born. Before yeah, its definitely. time, looking looking around and being very aware of what's going your, your surroundings. I I also like it's one of the few funny bits in in a film that doesn't lay on too thick, where she demands that they go back for her cello and he says no, and the next thing you see, he's sat in his car outside.
3: I'm glad you bought the
0: cello. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. About the cello. So
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I... Yeah, love the violin. Yeah, why? Why couldn't you play a violet? Uh, uh, the thing is, though, it is. Yeah, Timothy is playing it proper pissed. Off. <laughs> he's, he's yeah. like, he's <laughs> literally like, oh, for
2: fuck's
3: sake. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a scene later uh, on where, like, again, he he, I think it's where, in the, they're they're near the end, and I'm sure he actually like swears at her, and you, obviously it's off. You know, no sound, so you can't hear it, but I'm sure he's like, you know, effing Jeffing.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, that's another one of my favourite. Moments in the film, I think, what it like but it kind of signs. It it's kind of for me. It's one it's of my uh, like... favourite <laughs> Timothy moments. Um, it's like, well, it is. It's like we've yeah. all done that thing of like going, oh for fuck's sake, you know. And <laughs> Bond has never done it so far until now. And it's like it just. Uh, I think what Timothy adds is just that adds that human touch to Bond. And he kind of makes him kind of like, not just a super spy, he makes him kind of believable and human, and it's like, you kind of relate to him a bit more. Um, and that's one of the things I love about Dalton. Mm-hmm. I just
0: yeah. thought, I like it as such a yeah. rounded performance. I mean, if, if, yeah. if you're looking for quips from your Bond, and, and this is certainly true next mm. week, there's quips that he delivers really badly, and there's mm. quips that you won't even recognise as quips unless you're listening, really listening for them, and you think, yeah, if Roger Moore had delivered that, you would instantly recognise that as a quip. But See, when they talk about this as the literary Bond, yeah, there's some things in the physical description that are similar. That stuff, my orders, does come straight out of the books. But it's more for me that this is the world of Bond, if you like. This feels, as I say, closest to, like, what Fleming, the feel of the Fleming books, more than more than he does the, the Fleming Bond. Because, yes, he's got that world-weary attitude, which certainly the literary Bond had. But he... It's more the tone of the film, because Tim actually plays it very caring, slightly paternalistic, and he's got a real sort of sparkle about his eyes and a kindness to him. I I don't think he plays it as as dour as people make out at all.
3: He does have that sort of kind touch to him, but I think it's because, yeah, he is Hmm. like, you know, all is not mostly business and, yeah, but yeah, you see more of like the spycraft of it as well. You see him figuring things out, um, like you're saying he's aware of his surroundings and he's kind of that. Like, well, a world away from from Roger Moore, unfortunately. Unfortunately well, for the series, depending on how you look at it.
0: Uh, very fortunately.
1: Very fortunate. I I I I love it. I you know it, to me it just works. I mean yeah I can kind of see it's like. No. Not, no. He he doesn't play an asshole. <laughs> um, but uh, but so I I get that it's it's probably not like the literary the literary bond as like they but as they sort on. of say they go for. But um I can count kind of, but. I, but I, yeah, but I can understand why they they wouldn't have done that as well because it just wouldn't have been appealing at that time, even more so yes, it hasn't got that kind of, the, like the cool streak
3: like, I guess like, like that I can't imagine like like, 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 like Connery us. had this real kind of like cruelty kind of thing about yeah
0: I think that's the unspoken thing i think i think i, I honestly think Connery's closer to the literary bond than yes yeah, it's in, it's in that sense. and I actually think elements of Craig are closer as well mm. Dalton Dalton's bond is actually nicer than either of them as a man, yeah, I think.
3: He's watching the film, aren't you, Chris? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, um... Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. We'll, uh, we'll get to him a in a minute, but he's like the most useless so,
0: uh... feeling. Jesus. Do we go straight to the car bit with the ice here?
1: Yeah, they kind of, they yeah they're on the way, way
0: out, the hill, aren't they? Um, the few watching
1: Yeah, yeah, literally, they're, they're driving away, then they kind of get all we've kind of oh, noticed. It's amazing, these, isn't it? I, um... I do love
3: this car. Um, the Was it V8 Vantage. And it's just, I think it's, like, one of the coolest gadgets, like, in his, his TV movies. you've got, like, the lasers, you've got, the, like, the tyres the with the spikes. Oh, I
0: love his car. And it was, you know, nice to be back with Aston as well. We're not we car people, we've said it before. But, yeah, but particularly with the number of Astons we've had since, it's even more um, ingrained in Bond culture that Aston Martin is the cinematic James Bond car now than it was here. So it's nice that, you know, Dalton got one. I really do it's like a, it. It
1: is. Yeah, it's a nice That's modern really, It's looking, pimped out as well. But it, it, it looks very much like a Bond, like a car Bond would drive. Um, yeah, pretty much. By today's standard, um, <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that sort of jars is the laser, laser part of it, and it's just like oh, Whoa. what's all the laser? It just feels Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's very much like a Roger Moore bit in this. Well, it's kind of like a callback to um, to, to Goldfinger. Yeah, he,
3: yeah. It takes the sides out of out of Tilly's car.
0: Yeah, so by Roger Moore, you mean um John Connery? John Connery. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, that's why I think anyway of that scene where he's like, "No, like, I agree. Sort of I totally agree."
0: It's um, like that, anyway, well, well, that, think that's why I make it anyway. played, and yeah, they're they're escaping the, the the KGB. This is the bit that leads to the sort of in the um uh, going down in the um cello case. Yes, Miss
2: Cello. <laughs>
0: the, uh, We've nothing to declare, which is a line I do like.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's a good one. Yeah, wave this. And you can see, like, close up of her face as they go down the mountain. She's like, oh, so fast. Yeah,
1: he, yeah, a nothing to do. he hit kind of, like, looks at her and goes, sorry. Um, oh, yeah, but, oh
3: <laughs> but, I, don't, I I really don't think that she'd be able to play it with a great massive bullet hole in it. I think that would kind of that would mess up the whole entire sound. But
1: probably, I but, you know, you packed <sighs> it up.
3: Disgraceful. <laughs> and a Stradivarius as well. Shocking.
0: Uh, $150,000 Stradivarius, yeah. we find out.
3: Eye-wateringly. <laughs>
0: uh, which is actually what links uh, uh, Koskoff to Whitaker, Brad Whitaker.
3: Yeah, you can see where all his money's going.
0: Brad Whitaker's played by Joe Don Baker, who we later see as Wade in GoldenEye and Tomorrow Never Dies. And I don't like him in any of his films, to be quite oh, honest with I Wade's don't have a yet. great problem with him as an actor, I just think it's... I think it's the roles he's given, to be honest with you.
3: Way Wait, too uh, silly, isn't he? He's kind of more like, he's obviously like an ally, but I think in Tomorrow Never Dies, he's a proper.
0: He's well over the top. He's in a bit Tomorrow silly Never with his Hawaiian shirts. And yeah. Just, um, yeah. It, yeah, so that's what links it, and that Saunders finds that out. That um, Koskov is, is a. Basically, she says that Koskov bought her the cello, and Bond looks at it, and it's a, clearly a very expensive mm. cello. Yeah. So he gets. Him to look into it. How? Where did Koskov get that sort of money from? Yeah. Well, he got it from Brad Whitaker. He got from Whitaker, of course. Cool. Yeah. Um, and it's because they're into arms dealing and so on.
1: It's like, oh, boy. interesting. Um, and then uh, then Saunders gets killed. Oh. Mm. See, I think really. I mean, Saunders isn't in it that much. He's in like literally the three scenes. Like the the scene at the beginning where you you don't like him because he's stuck up asshole, and then. He get that middle. Stuck up his what. <laughs> no, he's a stuck up arsehole. <laughs> um, oh,
2: right. No, okay. but um,
1: oh. but then he he, he kind of meets meets him again at, at the upper and bond, kind of like, come on, just just do do me a solid. Uh, and he's like, okay, give me a yeah, favor. Yeah, 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 do me a favor, and he's like, okay, it's against protocol, but yeah, I'll see what I, I'll see I'll, I'll I'll see what I can find out, and then it's like well, he comes through, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, he's he's not that bad of a guy. He's you know he's. He, he wants. He, he, he see. He, he's an agent and he wants to do the right thing anyway. So if he sees something he kind of, yeah, that does look fishy. I'll look into it. Uh, and he, you know, he helps Bond out, and Bond like, you know, you see like, oh, you know, they kind of like finally getting on, and then he gets taken away, and um...
3: it's quite a gruesome death, isn't it? I mean, also you, you don't see it happens off screen, but no. yeah, like, bah. and he's effectively crushed. Well, and you think,
1: oh, but in, in typical Dalton fashion, you see the rage in his eyes, <laughs> seething,
3: isn't he? Yeah, it's,
1: it's so like. Oh. Yeah, again, it's like a typical like. He pops that balloon with his bare hands. Bond always, you know, um, uh, sort of. He he always he he always avenges his fallen comrades. You know. Yes. yes. He does. He, you know, and it's like, but it's, it's always on a bit more for it, for Bond to do that. But this time, it's like it it. Uh, it's personal now. Well, he, in in the kind of way, it is. Cause it's like he literally, he's literally just like killed someone who hey, he ate, like, a like. A potential ally, you know, like he didn't need to yeah. kill
0: him. He had no real reason yeah. to kill him either.
1: No, yeah. So it's
0: because the information has been given. Yeah. There's just there's there's nothing to achieve by it at all. It was
1: just like essentially to push Bond into, or, pu- or push MI6 essentially to do it to force yeah. their hand. Yeah, to kill Pushkin because he obviously hasn't been killed yet. So, um yeah. So that pissed him off a lot more. So,
3: so Bond goes after Pushkin.
0: Yes. Um, and we see boobs.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm beside boobs.
0: <laughs> no, you see nipple. Yeah, you do. It's, it, 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 it's like extreme, extreme. size. This it, well, actually... was, a PG, day, it? Yeah, it was. It a PG
1: back in the day, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it was. It would be a PG-13 now. I think you could get away with it,
3: side
0: yeah, The death of Saunders alone, I was only thinking when we were talking about that a couple of minutes ago, that would be a PG-13 stroke. What's it, yeah, you, it's because you
3: don't see it, though.
0: You don't need to see it, though. No. It, 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 it is extremely... Jarring, you know what's happened there, and
3: that where, like, would scare that
0: would scare young children.
3: Yeah, obviously being on you know ITV at, on a lunchtime sort of thing when they get around to showing it, and then it will probably just be edited within an inch of its life. All you hear is the and that's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, like you'll make you scared scared about um, automatic doors for the rest of your life, on
3: it? Yeah, terrifying.
1: But I still yeah, like to go to
3: Epsom like Park though. I just that's one of my on top, Bond locations to visit, even though it's only across the across the way. Um, not too far to travel, just a view. <laughs> but I'd love to go there, that'd be
0: cool. And it's all quite picturesque there as well. Mm. You know, again.
3: Yeah, it's meant to look really pretty.
0: Yeah. Um, I do get the impression John Glem's a little bit rejuvenated for this film, although a View to a Kill was kind of an attractive film. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, yeah, this one, he t- he talks, pretty talks pretty with good. more enthusiasm on the, the commentary about it as well.
1: It's probably because the fact that he's got Dalton, it's more kind of akin to what he actually wants to do. Yeah. He, he, he can feel, I think you really feel like, he obviously, he becomes. I, bet, I think his both his films are better with Dalton, and it just. Well, actually, to... I
0: think I think I think we actually need to slightly break there because I forgot to talk about the whole casting thing at the start of this film. So we're going to just take a break there at the um, at the death of Saunders. Oh, yes. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll pick we... it up from there after. And
1: Bond pulling a gun on a family but... <laughs>
0: And Bond yeah. pulling a gun on a family. I love
1: the woman there, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah, I think it's I mean, the one only one. time we actually see Bond look actually quite embarrassed, and they're like, "Oh shit, I sh- should go now."
3: <laughs> no, it was only really by accident though. So hmm. he doesn't mean to do it. Hmm.
0: This film was—I um, was expecting to read a very, very convoluted story of what happened here, and what I actually got was a lot more straightforward. It was convoluted for the actors involved, but first of all, screen testing was Sam Neill. Uh-huh. And Sam uh, yeah Sam Neill screen test is on various DVD extras I have seen it. And apart from the very slightly camp way he holds his gun, which kind of puts me off, it's not a, at all a bad screen test. It was a bit of a committee decision and most of Eon wanted him, but Kirby Broccoli didn't, and that was the key vote. So having been very much the front runner, he dropped out. And he offered it to Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton was would have been shooting a film called Brenda Starr, and look it up because it's a notorious flop. And uh, to imagine Timothy Dalton in the description of this film, I just I can't see it. But they, it's a bit like if he'd appeared in Toy Story live action. It was just what are you do in there <laughs> like that. Um, bit notorious flop. But uh, no, he was cast. He was going to be James Bond, or he was offered it anyway and Brenda Starr, the shooting schedule, overran, interfered with the day he had to drop out. It's then offered to Pierce Brosnan, who did his screen test around the same time and was opposite Cara the uh, Mariam Darbo, when uh, filming that scene. And it got as far as doing publicity shots. There, were, there are posters in existence somewhere with Pierce Brosnan in the living daylights. And it was all set to go, but Remington Steel had been cancelled. Remington Steel was a television show that had elements of Bond to it. Again, if you're interested and don't remember the show, you can look it up. I mean, it was a very sort of soft comedic kind of spy stroke police type thriller. Um, It was
1: like um, one of them, like detective kind of like couple kind of TV programs. Was it like Moonlight or. Um, that husband and wife thing, you know, with uh, what's his face. But anyway, yeah. Sorry, camera.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely fine. So it had run, I, I think it was something like four seasons at this point. Ratings were dropping. They cancelled it, but they had sixty days to reoption it, basically, if they wanted to. And I believe they got to day fifty-nine. It may even have been day 60, but they certainly got to within two or three days of this option lapsing and Pierce Brosnan being a free man. Unfortunately, the press, the press had got wind of him becoming James Bond, which meant that all of a sudden reruns of Remington Steel got huge ratings. All of, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's the new James Bond. The studio involved uh, saw this and re-optioned it. A couple of days from the end... Cubby Broccoli was, uh, they, were, they, were op, they were even offering to work around the shooting schedule so he could go to the Czech Republic mm-hmm. and film and, and everything else. And Cubby Broccoli said, no, that doesn't work for us. We're not going to have an actor playing a similar role on TV that people can see for free. Remington Steele will not be James Bond. It, it can't work. So it was nixed. We, the sad thing about that is they made another five episodes. We know how long American TV shows run, particularly pre-cable, 22 to 26 episode seasons. Mm. Of course, once the sort of hype around him being the new James Bond drops away, viewing figures drop for what's a a dying show, and five episodes later, he's out of work, and he's got to drive near to his home in LA, uh, Malibu, I think he lives actually, and see posters of Timothy Dalton as James Bond. The... Delay caused by the whole Brosnan thing and having to re, not re-advertise, but recast meant that Brenda Starr had finished, Timothy Dalton was now available, and he took the role. But people only remember or have heard the second half of that story. So they assume Pierce Brosnan was about to do it, was the golden boy, and had it taken it away from him, and they gave it to this less glamorous alternative. The fact is, the first choice of Cubby Broccoli was Timothy Dalton.
1: Yeah, he was. I think he was always like in the running as well, wasn't he? Always like kind of like mentioned as early. They
0: talked to him several times yeah. over the years. They, they, uh, he says that uh, Cubby Broccoli says at the press conference, revealing Dalton. We talked to him six or seven years ago. Mm. They repeat that thing about him going up for majesties. But again, if you listen to Tim, particularly on everything or nothing and other stuff, it's more likely to have been around at the time of diamonds. Mm. Timothy Dalton kept coming back into the mind of these guy, of these this company particularly Cubby Broccoli. And post-1974, Cubby Broccoli is God on this series. Hence, no Sam Neil. So, yeah, I think Timothy Dalton was always going to be James Bond at some point. But having been turned away at the age of, I think, about 33, um, Pierce Brosnan had picked it up nine years later. Wow. And I'll make a point of that when we get to GoldenEye. Yeah. Because there's almost like a little in joke there, but um, so yeah, so this was always going to be sort of Dalton's film, although they did do a slight rewrite after he sort of came back involved to just darken it and tighten it a little bit. Dalton was very, very keen to to honour the work of Ian Fleming, and so they took some of the jokes out. Yeah,
1: so this was going to be like kind of a jokey, kind of a bit more Roger Moore than with uh, with Pierce.
0: Um, I don't know, because I haven't seen that script. All I know is that they tailored it a bit. They do tailor these scripts, and they had a little bit of time to tailor it to Timothy Dalton. Could Pierce Brosnan have done this film as written? Yes, I think most of the Bonds could have done this film as written. I'm not so sure about Roger, but even then, he did for your eyes only. So I think most of them could have done this film, Mm. but I do actually believe it suits Dalton best of all of them. Yeah,
1: I, I mean... My main crups, uh, was gonna say when it comes to, because I heard the story and I can kind of see this working for Boston. I, I I can I can see this Boston fitting in quite easily. But one of my biggest uh, compliments I was gonna give to Dalton was the fact that how much he made this film his own. <laughs> it's like how, how much like it just seems effortless. I mean, apart from maybe like the uh, absence of maybe there would have been less humour or he would have sold jokes a bit uh, better. Better uh, Boston would have done. Then but this, this was and...
0: part of my problem yeah, but this was part of my problem during the, the, the Moore era. I consistently said all the way through it wasn't that they were humorous it's, it's that the jokes were weren't funny, funny yeah. and they were cramming them in everywhere and i just tell fewer jokes, mm. tell fewer jokes, and make them funny now, whether you think this goes too far the other way and there's not enough humor in it, well I actually like we've nothing to declare I think that's a really yeah. good line and I'd, I'd rather have one decent one than half a dozen shit ones. Yeah. So I, I've got no problem with the tone of this film at all.
1: No, I don't as it,
0: well. It, it's in keeping with at least two of the other 80s Bond films. So no, no problem with this at all.
1: Yeah, definitely. So.
3: Yeah, I've got to agree
0: 100%. Good, we all yeah. agree. Yes. Hurrah! It's <laughs> <That's> amazing.
3: It's <laughs> amazing.
0: Yes, join us next week as we agree, <laughs> agree. violently. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Yes! Agree. <laughs> Damn you, it's good. I like it better. <laughs> I, like
2: I like it both. more. Uh,
0: yeah. So where I are like we in lot, the film at this point? has uh, just been killed. Right, okay, so where do we go from there? Don't we go to Tangier then?
3: We do, well we see the Pointless Felix episode, don't we? Oh. Um, and what here.
0: is that even for?
1: No, well, that's before. That's the, that's the fake that he goes to Pushkin, doesn't he? He 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 uh, he gets he gets right. Okay, he finally actually goes to Pushkin as if he's going to kill him, but obviously he rip off a woman's clothes and yeah. look at her tits. Yeah, but he's he's actually there to kind of like convince him to kind of like look. You you need to we need to kind of like fake your death because we. Yes, I'm, at, I'm, at
0: this happy. point, he thinks Murksbiornum is active. Mm. But he's got his doubts because of everything he's learned about Koskov. Mm -hmm. But he I've always read it that he puts Pushkin under pressure and fear of his own life. Yeah. Just to test his own theory. I don't think at that point he thinks Pushkin is. No, he doesn't
3: really mean to kill him there and then, I don't think. No,
0: I don't think he believes that at all. But Pushkin does convince him. And, of course, the next thing you see, they're at, he's on stage somewhere and he gets shot yeah. Just as Necros is about to do it.
3: Mm. And it's framed, Bond's basically framed, isn't he? For...
0: Well, Bond's framed himself effectively, but it's yeah. to stop Necros killing him. Yeah. Because they're obviously, if Smirksbionim doesn't exist, you've got to have Pushkin there so that story doesn't get told. No, exactly. You've got to have him killed off.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, oh, basically, as long as you're alive, we'll never find out what he's up to. He's yeah. like, then oh, no, he must die. I think,
1: <laughs> I think it's a great sort of line to go into as well. Yeah. Um,. So uh, yeah, it I just Adi Testament has a lot. I love this film. I love, I love, I love the whole like surprise element of her. But, uh, his, you see blood packs as well. It's like, oh my god, like a bloody stuff. So, yeah. And his
0: girlfriend is yeah. distraught. Yeah, you know, no one's in on this. They have kept the ter- the circle tight. Um, they've they've you know, and it, it, Tim as that sort of lone gunman. Uh, uh, you know, the camera, the light swinging around on yeah. him and him firing it out. I just think that's just great. Timothy Dalton's. Bond is a real badass, I really like him. Um so we're now aware that basically Koskov is working with Brad Whitaker and it's it's basically arms dealing.
3: Yeah, we know no they're in league with each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm not quite sure what arms he's selling. He's like buying this. No nor am this I, Super actually. duper weapons at state of the art kind of thing, but But then again, what what, what more can you say though? It's like, yeah, they're just good weapons yeah i mean unless you go like silly the fact that they'll look at their, their laser guns or something like that but yeah
0: you know. of course the phone rings you've you've got you've got koskov by the pool mm. with one woman rugged rubbing his thighs another one sort of kissing him so he's having some fun like
3: kgp uh, pool party
0: yeah kgp yes we wouldn't want to live in the austere <laughs> soviet <laughs> okay, you know?
3: No, that's not what I said, yeah. that's not the kind of... when you You're Russians and two era...
0: women, that's not fair, is it?
3: No, when you think of like Soviet-era Russia, that's not the image that comes to mind.
0: No, it's... Um, I don't know what it is, but... It's... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he gets a phone call, and we're not sure who it's for, but he looks really, like, nervy. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like, rest- it's like the call you get from you when your boss, and he's really pissed off at you. It's that, yeah. that kind of look. <laughs> but it's actually... Um, it turns out to be his ex... <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> we find out later on. Yeah. Uh... Oh dear. And there's like there's a there's a sm- uh, well the diamonds kind of smuggling as well kind of subplot. Um, there's some like is it ice for the fake organ or something like that? Something to do with a fake heart well, or animal heart? I don't know. Well, but, I don't yeah.
0: really know. Yeah. Well, it's I again. I don't think the villains are the best part of this film by any stretch of the imagination or the or the plot around it. Dal- Dalton and the tone is what sell this film, really.
3: Definitely, definitely. I think it kind of suffers really with like too many kind of villainous characters. I mean, because you've got kind of got mm. Fishkin, obviously you don't know who's quite. Um, he, he could be a villain mind. for a
0: part of this portion of this film. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, um,
3: and it's obviously got um, yeah, um, what's his name? Brad <laughs> Costco, Whittaker, Whittaker.
0: Yeah. Yorgi Koskov and Necross. Necross is the only one I think is particularly effective. Yeah, he's, he's, really? the, he's
3: the one, really, isn't he? So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, but, again, not a real problem to the film at all. I, th- I just think it's a really no, it's terrific thing. It's piece the, it's of the tone and
3: the score. But
0: if I've got one problem, with it, it is, and this is in keeping with a lot of the Bond series, but I think it's quite marked in this film, that they then go off to Afghanistan. And this is where uh, oh no no he doesn't get drugged there he gets drugged in Tangier the yeah. phone call yeah. was actually Kara mm. and he convinces Kara that Bond is a KGB agent trying to kill him yeah. trying to kill Koskov right. so she drugs him and the next thing they're on a plane mm. they're going to Afghanistan and we do find out. Uh Kara then finds out that she has been betrayed and Koskoff is on the other well, side and so on. But, it's... but I don't like the film much from now on.
1: Like what well, Bond does, like, uh, basically just before he realises what's happened and before he uh, passes out, he does, let you go. he does let out that fact that I was the one who sent to actually kill you. So he kind of, like, blows, like... Um... Koskov's plan, you know, it's like, kind of like, well, he's, he's fucking lying, he's like, he's, he sent me to fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. Like, sort of, back in the end so he set you up from day one, you know, so, uh So, yeah, I thought it worked really, really well that, and so basically, by the time Bond wakes up, she's like,
3: oh, I forgive you, I'm sorry! <laughs> yes, but quite does that quite quickly, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah,
1: but obviously she's like, kind of like, the pennies dropped by now, it's like, oh, okay, shit. Um... So yeah.
3: I kind of agree with you, David, a little bit. It kind of diff- at this point, after which the film kind of falls away a little bit. It does get a bit um, Basil exposition heavy, I think.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it's not that it's the Mujahideen because that was uh, the Mujahideen sort of became the Taliban, effectively <laughs> Al Qaeda. But at this point, um, because they are anti-Soviet and they were largely trained and funded by Americans. Yeah, the,
3: the others They're on our side.
0: But you forget that. Give it a pass. It's the era we're in. I, I don't care. They're, they're the good guys. They're the resistance. I'm not going to sit there and start thinking about the Taliban or Al Qaeda or anything like that. No. I just think this portion of the film is nowhere near as pretty uh, and a bit boring uh, until we get on the plane. The plane bit's great.
3: That's amazing. It's one of the best scenes in the whole film.
0: It's a fantastic scene. But there is a portion of the film where I don't care, and we're supposed to buy into like the Mujahideen's goals, uh, goals and I don't care.
3: No, it's, it's quite messy. I mean, I think, Cam, uh, what's his name? Art Malik is it? Is real, you know, he's a sort of respected stage actor. He's a real boost. Yes, he is. Which, which is amazing. To get somebody like Art Malik is just uh, is incredible. That's a real, you know. Um, now now
1: it's a in it movie. In Correlation quite... Street. I don't know, Oh, no, when... <laughs> I don't know, it's not quite, uh, *Hobby City, or whatever it is.
0: And they don't know that there's a member of the Taliban working in the hospital. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> um, no, but um, yeah, I, I I I like this bit. Apologies,
0: Art, if you're listening, with the Queen and Samuel L. Jackson and Roger Moore.
2: <laughs>
1: um, I I know I like this bit. I think it has a few lines in this uh, secret, especially a bit on a plane where uh, where uh, Koskov to, like tell, tells him the old famous like Soviet quote, and like and uh, Dalton just to, just goes to them, like, well, we've seen England too. And
2: you're
0: full know. of it, <laughs> that... which is kind of a rise of the Roger Moore line, isn't it? There's a there's a four little word, and you're full of it.
1: Oh, I, di- I didn't, I, di- I missed that one. Oh, what film's that? Man with the Golden Gun, perhaps?
0: Yes, yes, it was Man with the Golden Gun. Oh no wonder I can't remember it. Anyway,
1: yeah, so yeah, but I, I like that line. Uh, yeah, um, I, yeah I, I do like the general. I like Art Malik. He's kind of got a that sort of good, healthy, friendliness feel to him. Um, I like the whole life. Good, healthy, uh, friendliness. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you know the, you know that full feeling got from um, uh, from Rush for Love, that guy. I'm so amazed. I do yes, do Bay. <laughs> yes, but Karen
0: Bay. I'm just still laughing at like. I mean, basically, in the, in the previous episode, he referred to me as a blowjob concierge because he couldn't think of the right word. Yeah. And now he's thrown the word in healthy completely superfluously. Like it was going to be a sleazy, unhealthy friendship. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> I know, I, I suck at fucking coming up with names. Words. Yeah. yeah. Words. But anyway, that's no, all right. What can I say? Anyway.
3: Well, it's it's quite interesting you say that, because there's a couple of occasions where Bond really has to twist um, Cameron Shah's arm. He's like, you know, won't you help me? Come on. And he's always like, oh, no, I have to deal with the Snow snow Leopard Brotherhood, blah, blah, blah. blah." And he's always like, oh, come on, won't you help? You know, and he doesn't bend that easily. He doesn't
0: bend over for Bond. (laughs)
3: That's what (laughs) we were going to say, but I didn't want Cameron Shah's arm
0: anymore. Yeah, he has to uh, twist Cameron Shah's arm. Becca was disappointed. Alec didn't bend over for Timothy Dalton.
1: (laughs) Damn it. And there's not many
0: who would, but uh, next. But next week, he's got a license to drill.
3: <laughs> oh, I'd be drilled! Oh,
0: um, if you're imagining <laughs> a reverse scenario. There's filth in Becca's mind.
1: Yeah, we, fi- we, yeah, we finally in plan, <laughs> had an effect
0: on on Becker's. Twenty-four season. episodes, finally. Finally, <laughs> she's one of finally us. She's one one of us. On
3: <laughs> oh, There's no escaping uh, now. yeah, and plus
1: sure so you get the, the the back end of a horse. That one. Oh,
3: <laughs> you could be a horse's
1: Yeah, <laughs> I quite like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's oh, that's good. So uh, yeah, I yeah I don't mind I don't mind the sequence. It's a build up to the essentially what is the play sequence. So yeah, it's it's It's, it's, can some good,
0: it's a um, sauce it is isn't
1: it? Yeah, and and, you get, and it get and it gives you a bit of battle sequence as well, which you kind of want uh, towards the climax of a bomb film. So yeah, yeah, I think it's really really.
3: My are Big Bug Bear with this, like this last I don't know, quarter of the film, I guess. Because um, I, I don't know why I just noticed it today. I've seen this film, God, how so many different times? But you've got like two different editors, um, and it's very often. Oh, you talk about like the directorial like vision. Of, you know, so it's John. This film was like John Glenn's vision of the movie, but it's very often down to the editing as well. And I think it's always problematic for me if you've got like, you know, too many writers or too many editors on this film. And because you've got two of them, you have basically got a joint kind of vision, as it were.
0: Do you, I think do you like a, did you do you see like a disconnected styles at this point in the film?
3: Almost a little bit, yeah. I think it's, there are scenes where like, they take too long to escape off the base, basically. And for me, this kind of the section after the, the escape immediately, you know, um, tends to drag a little bit. I'm like, come on, get on with it. And somebody like John Glenn, who has come up from editing the earlier Bond movies, um, it just kind of before the the bit immediately before they get on the plane, um, does drag for me a little bit.
0: Yeah, but too I'm much not, time not, and on the horses really and all this. It's, it's too long. Yeah, just, and, and the whole plot thing, this week's you know, time. Yeah, I've just said to you, was it a heroin thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is, but yeah, the, how many the, times the, have um, you seen this film? The plot gets lost in all of it.
1: Uh, that That is true. That is true. And plus, I don't kind of buy the, um, how she or some comes like a woman of action. It's like... I picture the bit where, like, she's trying to convince, like, no, come on, you must help him. Come on, he saved your life. And it's like, no, like, no, okay, fine. I'll, 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 i <laughs> an AK-47 and, like... <laughs> and, I chase after him. I, I, just, I picture an and while, women. like, everyone else, like, she runs off and everyone else just, like, look, like, just looks at each other and goes, like, oh, well. And you go <laughs> out and just walk off. <laughs> and, 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 and I just wonder, like, well, no, there's no... Sexist there's, comment. There's, there's no way for her... Like, what? what is she intending and doing? Like, how is she going to... Mm. What is she going to do?
0: Just... She's not going to do it all by herself, is she? No. No. Not as, not as set up. I mean, there are plenty of strong women in this series. However you feel about mm. the way women are portrayed in general, we do have plenty of Wei Lin-type characters. Mm. Some of them would not with that skill set, but a different skill set. Yeah. But there yeah, are plenty of damsels week. in distress as well in this series, and you can't really have it both ways. In the body yeah. of the same character, yeah. which is why I prefer Pam. I just think, uh, although she falls for Dalton a little bit quickly next week, she is. Well, um, who wouldn't um, know? Who wouldn't though? Yeah. Particularly with that Buffon here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
0: but, I mean, I do have slight problems with Pam Bouvier, but I do see a greater consistency in characterisation, and I see more that Bond would be attracted to. Mm.
3: Yeah, it's like she's like a CIA agency as well, so. Yeah. She, you kind of got like, the brains and the beauty.
0: Yeah, I don't know which way around that is. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, there are weaknesses in this version. I think we get a better villain next week. I think we've got a good henchman this week. I think we've got better Bond girls next week. I think we got... But I do think the first half of this film is outstanding. I do think that the, the first half of this film, not just like The Spy Who Loved Me the first 45 minutes, I mean, probably well over half, maybe even an hour and a half of this film, if the last forty minutes lived up to it, it'd probably be a top five Bond film.
1: So you only really got like the last sort of third bit, but then then it goes up a bit with the whole sequence on the plane, and then it kind of the plane
0: sequence is really good action, and it looks it looks really dangerous. Yeah, it looks like stunt man could have died doing that. And they nearly did, because they kept getting slammed. Because it was shaking around so much, mm. they were getting slammed against the the roof of the plane and stuff like that, and the doors.
1: It does look so dangerous,
3: isn't it? It's,
0: it really does. I
1: think it's something that's just... It looks simple. It's a simple idea. Uh, but but it, it visually, it just looks great. And it's just like...
0: And, but you would think, you would think without... If you didn't think about it too much... Mm you would think well as long as you secure the securely fasten the stuntman to those ropes and those ropes are securely mm. fastened you'll be okay but it was the amount of movement mm. in them
2: yeah
0: it's, it's some really good stunt work in this some of the best in the entire series because anyone can parachute and the parachute might fail mm. or you can hang on the side of a, a, a you know a helicopter providing you're sort of tethered to it correctly but but here you've got that variable of, well, it, it was very dangerous stuff with that shaking around. And it really is a great sequence. But unfortunately, the film kind of loses me a little bit before we get here. Mm. But there you go.
1: But, you know, what can you do? It needs, like, a bigger action scene, I suppose, to Yeah. build up to. Uh, but anyway, it, it doesn't bother me. I kind of just go with it and, you know... I think by, by this time, I think the, the film's built up enough goodwill that you just kind of go, oh, okay.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I haven't got any real problems with it. I just think I, there's, a, there's a few like that in this series where you just think, well, if that bit was a bit better, yeah. I'd rank the film a bit higher. And this, with this, with for your eyes only, it was some of the silliness.
2: Hmm.
0: You know, that was a really great fil- you know, film undermined in places. Yeah. And this is a really, this is a better film, undermined in places, mm. you know. And and they might end up ranked relatively similarly, although I think this is a stronger film.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, basically Bond has a fight with Necros on the uh, on the on, on the on the cargo on the cargo of the plane. And
0: he doesn't even on. get a pint of milk out of it. No,
1: <laughs> doesn't.
3: Or some opium. Yeah. <laughs>
0: A drugs and milk party. Mix the two, you can have, like, um, a clockwork orange. Yeah. Lampium?
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah <you laughs> <would>. Now, <laughs> now do you think Koskov was attending to die uh, at this point? Um, because, can we, can, cause basically, he, his car just run into a plane and explodes, but he ends up surviving. I have no idea. It just feels like a bit odd thing to do, you know.
0: Well, like, they sh- just it and suddenly thought, that doesn't really make sense for our film.
1: Yeah, it just feels like oh no, we, we should have, like have him come back, you know, um, you know, I'd like have him like, film a scene with him jumping off and then dusting himself off a little bit. I don't know, just yeah, I don't know. But um, do, do, I do know. you think? It,
0: I, it, it, I think. Two one, sorry.
1: I was going to say because he does actually, because Cosco survives in this. Do you think he he should he should have been killed off? Or do you think they'll possibly me intending him to come back in
0: some... Cause... Uh, I, I really don't know. I mean, it, No, it's an interesting one. Th- there's no connective tissue with next week's film. No. It's
3: going to so, different storyline, isn't it, I guess?
0: It's a completely different storyline. It's a completely different feel of Bond mm. film as well. So I really don't know. And, and I think it's a testament to the villains in this film. I don't really care either. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I really like the defection stuff at the start. Mm. As much as i would not that into Robert Brown, I do like the way Dalton uh, interacts with his superiors. I do like the whole sort of snatching Koskoff back. I quite like uh, Bond in uh, Bratislava and Vienna and the snow stuff. You know, it's all really good all the way through, but I never really buy into the villains or what they're doing. I don't care. Necross is kind of cool, particularly when he's dressed as a milkman. Mm. I think that's a cool little thing. But, yeah, apart from that, I, I, I kind of it loses me in a while. I, I, every time I put this film on, I get a long way into the film, a lot longer than a lot of Bond films, thinking it's one of the great ones. And by the time it's finished, it's like, no, I do prefer Licence to Kill.
3: Once it gets to um, the Afghan part of the movie, um, it gets very busy there's a lot going on because obviously you've got the, the two or three main villains um but then you've got the you know cameron shah and
1: yeah it's grandma's the, the, the opium
3: and it just it just becomes a bit too much um let's not to say it doesn't you know didn't lose interest like for me um i still find it enjoyable it's just that scene prior to the to the fight on the plane um they take too long getting the, together basically
0: I, I mean, I don't hate it. I mean, I, I no, talk about me, The, me the Spy Who Loved Me, for example. I don't think the good part was as long as the good part of this film. But the last half an hour, the all the action stuff on the Lipperus, I think it was, is shit. I, I could not care less about any of that. And I wouldn't go as far with this. I think the plain stuff's pretty good. I just, I don't like it as much as I want to like it, given what the rest of the film has been like.
1: Do you like? And license, that's, sorry, that's that's, that's, I was going to say, I bet you don't like the uh, the Whittaker bit as well. At the
0: end, no, I'm not that fond of Whittaker, and the Emet is Waterloo line uh, bro, uh, Brosnan. Uh, Dalton, oh. Dalton delivers horribly. It's not as bad
3: uh, as a Brosnan
0: line. Sorry.
3: No, don't don't, don't uh, do um, don't tie him with that brush
0: says the woman who puts Goldeneye top and Brosnan top <laughs> <laughs> but don't tar him with that brush uh,
3: <coughs> anyway, no, it's, it's been a
0: great film like I'm not, that, I'm not that fond Holmes. of Whittaker okay. but having said that, give me like five minutes of Jack Wade, and I'm suddenly desperate for him to play Whitaker again <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: okay. so it's a mixed bag, I, I, the film itself is not a mixed bag, I think it, it does enough right that I can't really complain. Yeah. I think it's such a good entry in the series. And it's recognizably James Bond as I want James Bond to be.
1: Yeah, I, I think, I think like what I said at, towards the beginning, I think this is exactly what I want from a Bond film in, in terms of tone, in terms of feel, in terms of character. Um, this is kind of more towards what I w- would want a Bond. And I think it's, it, yeah, I mean, we get License Kill, which I, I do fucking love. And I'd love to see a bit more adult take on Bonds, but in terms of like a general kind of 12A or PG 13 kind of thing, this is kind of how it should be in my eyes.
0: I think more Bond
3: more... generation, isn't it, really
0: much? Yeah, I think more of them should feel like this than mm. *License to Kill*. I think *License to Kill* is like *A Majesty's* mm. in that it should be the exception, not the rule. Yeah. But, I mean, I, 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 I we'll see when I get to it next week, but I'd be staggered if I didn't like Licence to Kill more. But for the first certain period of this film, I always think I'm going to end it having changed my mind. Yeah. And I never quite do because it drops away from about Tangier onwards. From basically Pushkin being shot after that, I'm not as keen. It dies with a glorious pair of boobs.
1: Yes. Right, so we're, 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 whereabouts are we now? Are we, are we verging on our final thoughts? Or are we basically just giving our final thoughts,
0: really? I think we are verging on our final thoughts. I'm quite happy to do it all again, though, but slower and more work, more considered. Yes. <laughs>
3: well, yeah, we a, well, we've come to like the end of the film pretty much, haven't we? So yeah. we'll sleep on. We have. Gets the the only thing
0: we've got left is him doing the cheesy thing with the... Um,
1: or like riding, if riding. riding in home,
0: he's gone away on a mission, Yeah, and,
1: goes, yeah and, oh, and of course, my like riding in with like on um, horses. to <laughs> Traffic was bad. Yeah.
0: To be honest, if the Taliban turned up at my opera I'd fucking let them
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm also getting to see Return of um, Gogol as well.
0: Standing up? Yes. Yeah, it
3: makes random th- am in this yeah. I'm, beginning
0: to wonder, I'm beginning to wonder if he's retired from active blowjobs.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> if was, if Pushkin was originally going to be Gogol as well, wasn't
0: it? In... That's what I thought. I'm not so sure. The commentary doesn't mention that. Um, they said that it was more appropriate because Gogol was head of the KGB. Mm. But the thing is, he's moved on to be a diplomat, and Pushkin is the head of the KGB, so that doesn't stand up as an argument. I do mm. think that's memories playing tricks on... On the, on them, I think Pushkin was pretty much Gogol, the next generation. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah I, I I think that's I think that's definitely more feasible. I think even if it was considered at the time, or if like he was too ill health or whatever, I I I think it was the better decision to go with like a new actor with because I don't think it would have worked as well. for that. role and not only
0: that. We we've talked last week. Even if you love the Roger Moore era, yeah. and I know my two co-hosts here are fonder of it than than I am, but it was time for a change. Mm, you know, we, we said it. We said it, it. You know, you need some changes. All right, if you want to carry over some connective tissue like you and M, that's fine. But if you've got everybody the same, and just Dalton changed, then you you've cut some of the effect. I mean, even, even the Q scene looks very different uh, in this film. It's, it's not as much of a reboot as Goldeneye, but they're definitely consciously trying to move it forward a bit. And um, I, I think they succeed terrifically. And I, I only wish, you know, Dalton had four in the can. Yeah. I think, it would have, I think it would have influenced the series for the better. But you've got one film here doing all right. You've got next week's, which I'll talk about next week, but it's no... no um, it's no it's no secret to say it didn't do phenomenally well, to say the least. So you've got Roger Moore, some of which some of his era very successful. His Bond iconic in its way. Then you got these two films that kind of did alright, and then you go straight to Brosnan, who's like kind of a Roger Moore light anyway. And I think I don't think it did the series any favors that Dalton didn't get more time. No, it would
3: have been a lot better if he had. He did another two or three, I think. I mean,
0: even if he'd done 91 and 93 in Goldeneye, it turned out to be exactly the same film. I mean, I, I don't know, but
1: we'll I, I, never know. I mean, I mean, I personally would love more Dalton uh, as Bond in my life, but I, I generally would have thought that Dalton would have kind of just done marginally okay and would have been like the maybe like the fans' Bond, or but maybe like it just would have been. It just would have just kept the series going until Boston came back and it rebooted it. it, it had it gone that way, you know, if like Goldeneye would have been exactly the same when Boston came, but you know, I think
0: which it wouldn't have been because that's yeah. not how it works if you change the timeline. But yeah. if you if you just give it that pass, yeah. that you get another one or two Daltons and then Brosnan,
2: yeah.
0: I still think Brosnan would have got it. Goldeneye. May not have done that well because would as well yeah. because it would, they wouldn't have been the same pent up demand. Yeah. But there's no doubt the public took to Brosnan an awful lot more than Dalton. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, I mean, I, I watched the press conference for um, Isaac Gutnik. I think the the problem with Dalton is that he's very much like a very serious actor. So when he's interviewed, he's not very charismatic.
0: He's not.
1: Um, no, he's, he's, he's like, a thespian, isn't he? Yeah. So he's always, like he's proper like.
0: And he's kind of shy. He doesn't do yeah, a lot of. things. And
1: he's, he's just, no, he doesn't help himself. I mean, the argument would say uh, he's not a movie star. I don't think he's. I don't think he is, but I think he he he's a really good actor, so he kind of like it makes it work anyway, regardless. That's um, it, yeah, you've got big difference between so actors he, and stars, he, he, haven't you?
3: He, he, Roger who's very much a star, but whereas yeah, it's with like, Tim um, is obviously an actor.
1: Save the likes of like Connery and Moore, who just like who, who just who's just like a screen presence just as they are. Uh Dalton lets his character do the work, uh, so to speak. And I think that's what yeah. I really, really love about him. But again, that's not quite the same thing, uh, as like as large cinema goers go to watch films or what makes films that big. Um, Craig has it to an extent; he kind of has like a bit of both, which is kind of nice. Um,
0: yeah, Craig is is often lazily, you know, Dalton is often lazily referred to as this way round as sort of Craig before his time. Yeah. And I, I see what people say are saying, and there are elements of it. Certainly the, the sort of Mock Pushkin assassination, I can see Craig doing that. I yeah. really can. But they're not as similar as people make out. And funnily enough, even though Dalton is kind of supposedly the dour, forgotten one, no star quality, his Bond was nicer. Yeah, His Bond was quite. actually a much, much nicer man than, than Craig's Bond, I thought. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're actually very different. In a, in a lot of ways, they're just both at the more serious end of the mm. spectrum. It's like saying Brosnan and and Moore um, are the same. Well, they're not really. They're just both at the lighter end.
3: Yeah, I think it, with, with Brosnan, I think he suffered from from poor writing. Definitely, that's yeah. that's really tough. really
0: yeah. He really did. He really did. Moore suffered from erratic writing.
3: Yeah, Some I'm I'm, I'm going to defend Brosnan. I'm the apologist.
0: Are you? So.
3: <laughs> Well, I don't, you're going yeah, okay.
0: to be working really fucking hard, trust me. We'll, yeah,
3: we'll, we'll discuss <laughs> that when, when we get there. But yeah, I won't say any more on
0: no? it. So. But yeah, I mean, my final word on this film is: I just, I think it's terrific. Yeah. I, I, I think its final reels not as good, if you like. But um, this is a Cold War James Bond film that uh, a resurrected or time traveling Ian Fleming would recognise.
1: I completely curve everything you just said, um, and yes, yay Dalton.
0: Yay, Dalton! Yay,
1: Dalton! I mean, like, Dal- I mean, like baby. if if you want testament to how, but bo- I mean, like people who diss Dalton, I, I would I would point to the um, to this moment in the film, and like, it's straight after the plane bit. As soon as like they they escape off the plane um, before it like goes off the cliff and explodes, and he's he's got control of that sort of uh, uh, buggy that 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 car, and he. He comes. He sort of they, they, they settle down. He looks at a sign. and He goes like, "Huh, I know a good Russian there. We can make we can just make dinner." Karate, yeah, yeah, and it's just like that is Bond. That is so fucking Bond. And that's yeah, what you'd expect, is and, yes. and, and I think the Dalton Maysoes forget little shit like that, little details that are just like so well honed. Yeah, you know, that
0: that really spell out the character. And it we've it, still got we've still got Richard Richard Maybaum at this point, not for a lot longer. Yeah. He writes until yeah, next week, and, um, and that's um, yeah.
3: Well, isn't it. Yeah,
0: after that, you know, the writing team changes, and that's why you're losing these touches.
3: Mm. What is it? It's like well, this, this film, and License to Kill, they're two completely different beasts. They're so, so different in, in, like, tone. Um, mm. like, but then if you, were,
0: if you were... Well. If you were I, I don't see a massive disconnect in the, in the Bond character himself. I, I believe oh, no, that's no, still no, the, same it. No, but yeah, would, the same Bond. Would, and would every mission feel the same? If you were working in Eastern Europe, in like the autumn, is that going to feel the same as some personal revenge mission in the Florida Keys? Uh, you know, no, I'm I, just saying I, it's, I
3: it's, obviously it's a, re- a revenge mission, but I, I, think I, I, think I, I think I'm agreeing
0: a... with you. I'm just saying that, like, I like that. I like that they're different. Oh yes, yeah, nothing wrong with is, it. definitely. I
3: think but there's, it there's hurts. a reason why it's in slapped with the fifteen certificate. That's all.
0: Oh, absolutely. That's... I thought that was ridiculous, and still do.
3: No, yeah, it's a bit of a bone of contention. But I think. It would probably get a 12A or something now, wouldn't they? it? It would
0: get a 12A now. You might much. have to cut a few frames of the head exploding scene. Uh,
3: yeah, the head explosion. <laughs> when well, that comes on ITV, that'll be yeah. ch- chopped out.
1: But the thing yeah. is, I mean, I'll be honest, the thing is with license, it does feel like a 15. The tone of it is a 15 for me. Yeah,
3: there's a really hard edge to it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's really, it does the film a world of good. It might be
1: different so. these days because it's, it's gotten a lot lighter, but um, it does feel a lot more adult. Uh, So, uh, for me, it's appropriate.
3: um, Yeah, totally appropriate.
1: concur. Good, yay!
0: (laughs) It's nice when we all all like a film.
1: Yes, it is, isn't it? So, shall we wrap this uh, podcast up in a diplomatic... Yes, let's. In a diplomatic bag. Oh,
2: definitely (laughs) not in a diplomatic bag. (laughs) I'm joking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just
0: off... Strange way to refer to Becca, and quite rude if you ask me.
3: How dare you?
0: <laughs> but, you know, wrap it up, Becca.
3: Automatic yes, bag, no. <laughs>
0: okay, bosh. <laughs> it's
3: bosh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so before we wrap up, where can we find us on social media?
1: Uh, You can find me at Cinematronics on Twitter, Uh, and you can also find uh this... Uh,
0: podcast on my website at cinematronicsco.uk okay uh, where else uh, we're also on YouTube um, we're up to date on there uh, slightly cut versions but they tend to lose some of the music but the music episode funnily enough got through unscathed unless you're in Germany in which case you can't get it because of a couple of the songs um, you can get me at the Pasty nineteen seventy six on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash the pasty uh,
3: You can follow me if you like on Twitter at r underscore view movies, or you can just come along and join us on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash expect us to talk.
0: And if you talk to just... us, we do talk to you.
3: We do. We're very responsive.
1: I don't. Oh but don't, Chris doesn't. No, they don't take- Chris but we talk. Voice. We
0: talk in the third person quite often to give the impression that he might be.
1: Yeah, we kind of like we kind of talk as one voice, like in unison.
0: Yeah. Except when it's really crude, in which case I write "Love Becker" afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, that, yeah,
1: that,
3: was,
2: that
3: just... was honest. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's never me. It's, when Dave goes "Love Becker," it's never me. Yeah.
0: Yes, Becca. It's supposed- which now gives her carte blanche to write anything she wants and just write Love Becker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well no, you what can you write saying? Love Becker now, you you've we've just announced that that's never you <laughs> Well
3: anyway, you can uh come and join us on the on the Twitter um at Expect Us to Talk or again, like you said, on YouTube. So you can also email us, expect us to talk at Gmail dot com. Drop us an email please. I think email's going the way of snail mail, isn't it, pretty much so?
0: Well, only because we're not getting any. We'd be singing the praises of email if our our inbox was bursting with them.
1: I think most people just tweet us they want to ask, that's the thing. Yeah, it's not
0: like people don't talk to us. We do get spoken to quite a lot, normally about our language. But that's on Twitter, usually.
3: Or YouTube saying, your music has been blocked. Oh,
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, we do get emails saying when there's like copyright infringements, uh, but normally that just means the, it gets monetized or we get ads on there, so it's not actually a, a problem. But uh, no, we've been alright all recently. So. Germ- Germany are fairly restrictive, so any German listeners might have problems.
3: Oh cool. Uh, so on uh, on that note, so on that note, we will return with license to kill.
0: What accent was that then, Becca? I don't know. Find <laughs> okay. your
3: Sanchez impression. <laughs>
0: Sanchez!
1: Sanchez! Sanchez!
3: Go to the phones. Bless your hearts.
0: That was actually a little bit Clint Eastwood, the way you did it. What? Who? Becker? What? You know you, Chris.
1: Why would I have to like with him? You were a
0: bit the man with no name, the way you said it. Yeah.
1: Said it. Sanchez. Sanchez. Uh,
0: it's not- Sanchez! <laughs>
1: Sanchez! I can't even do
0: it. Nor can I, without ripping my throat to pieces. Sanchez. But, hey, I suffer for my art. Good night, folks.
2: Good night.